Patriots, assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's, Let's go! go. from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Greetings and good day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He's in the captain's chair. He's at the helm. He's behind the wheel. Therefore, he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters in this storm that we call life. So welcome to his our line. Today is Tuesday, December 19th, 2023, and you are listening to episode 653. We'll be doing a reading out of Matthew chapter 11, and today's topic is Missing 13th Amendment, part 5. Daily disclaimer, please be advised that I'm not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer, and I don't possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice, and while I am a member of the Michigan General Journal Assembly in good lawful standing, I am not the official face or the voice of the National State or County Assembly. I do not endorse or advocate for violence, and please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own and for educational and entertainment purposes, unless otherwise referenced. So there you all go. So, got a few things I wanted to cover before we get into the reading. All right, so. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite uh, comedians, Sebastian Maniscalco, he, uh, I saw a clip of him the other day, um, and it just reminded me just how funny this guy is, and he had a clip talking about uh, traveling, and so anyway, I thought this would be a good way to kind of kick off the show with a little bit of, you know, a few laughs, a little bit of comedy, a comedy minute, if you will, and then uh, we'll move on to the next topic here, but uh, let's, uh, let's give this a little listen to here. The way we do vacations is different. My wife loves activities on vacation. I don't like that. I like to go, my idea of vacation, you eat, you drink, you lay down. That's it. That's right. I do tours. Sign up for a tour with the 16 strangers. (laughs) You see around New York City, the Chinese with the flags. and Follow the yellow flag if you get lost. 
they all got their earmuffs on and listening to some recorded message. The Empire State Building was built. I don't do that. I don't do it. So we planned the vacation. We went to uh, Turkey. I, I, it was two years ago. I recommend it. Not now. <laughs> Even two years ago, it was volatile. We're watching the news. A bomb went off next to the hotel that we were going to stay at. So we became concerned. I called. I called Turkey. I called the hotel. I go, hi, uh, we're a little concerned here. Just saw that a bomb went off next to the hotel. And the guy's like, no, uh, come on. It's to the side. It, what? No, it, 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 they don't come here. We are eating tabbouleh and we are dancing in the streets. I go, people are on fire in front of your hotel. Is it safe? Is it safe? I'm with him, though. I cannot. Uh, if I'm going on vacation, I'm not. Um, I'm certainly not going to do the excursions. Like I might do one if I'm at a place like a, you know, a destination type of place, right. In the Caribbean or, you know, Mexico or Tahiti or wherever. Right. If I'm somewhere that's paradise, I might do one, maybe two excursions. If I'm sitting, you know, if I'm, if I'm on a nice, you know, Caribbean warm Island for seven or eight days. Um, but my idea is the same as Sebastian's. I just want to eat. I want to have a few cocktails and I want to lay down. I want to take in the scene. I want to enjoy the sun. I want to be on an overwater bungalow. I want to see maybe some dolphins swim underneath. You know, that that's kind of more my style. I don't want to go out and doing excursions. I don't want to get on a jet ski and do some guided tour. Like, no, if I'm on a jet ski, I want to go fast and I want to go where I want to go. Not follow a guided, you know, tour guide or whatever with 20 other people. That's not my idea of fun. Uh, you know, cause you know, the more people you got, the more less fun it becomes for me just because I don't like being around large groups of people. It becomes a thing. It's just, it's just not cool. Um, but anyway, but yeah, I, I like, I like what he says though. Like, but, but what I was wondering is who goes on vacation to Turkey? I mean, I'm not taking anything away from the country of Turkey, but who thinks of going to Turkey as a destination? I mean, that just sounds like you're just putting your own life at risk right there. I mean, Turkey. I mean, surely he can't be kidding. I mean, I hope, I mean, he can't be for real. I'm hoping he was kidding. Anyway, so uh, some some news headlines came out today. Uh, I guess a judge orders over 100 of the child predator Jeffrey Epstein's high-profile associates to be revealed in the next 14 days. Uh, I guess there are several names, of course, as we all know, let's link to Epstein. And they are starting to emerge. And the question is, will Bill Clinton and Bill Gates be mentioned? I would be very, very curious myself. I mean, it would stand a reason that they should be on the top, you know, 100 list. But I guess we shall see. I don't know. What will 2024 bring about? Um, let's see here. What else do we have here going on? Uh, Democrat staffer caught filming gay sex tape. In Senate hearing room, Elijah Schaefer's... Get out of here. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. People, what, this is the kind of nonsense that's happening in D.C. In D.C. In fact, speaking of crazy stupidity, listen to this headline. This has been circulating around on, uh, on Telegram, 29 seconds. Listen to this news anchor on TV. 
president is leading uh, nationally on a morning consult poll. Uh, he's leading with seven swing states. Uh, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. So that is actually the uh, poll against uh, President uh, Biden, uh, the fake fake president. Wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 wait. The, the what? President Biden, the what? Uh, president uh, Biden, uh, the fake fake president, uh, the fake fake president Biden, uh, the fake fake president. Oh, okay, uh, okay. You know, you can see that President Trump is leading against uh, Mr. Biden in all of those areas. Um, I love it. I love it. Uh, Biden, the fake president. Actually, the uh, poll against uh, President uh, Biden, uh, the fake fake president, uh, the fake fake. I'm sorry, that just doesn't get old. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. I don't even know who this is, but it. Uh, I'm like trying to look at the. I'm seeing, I'm trying to figure out where this, obviously CNN would not be playing this. I, I wonder if it's like on RBN or if it's on, uh, uh, you know, one of those right wing, you know, news networks that, uh, you know, started by like, uh, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even follow it, but um, it is circulating around Telegram and True Social. And I thought that was amazing. I was like, that's great. That is absolutely great. Um, let's uh, look a little bit further here on some of these, <clears throat> excuse me, on some of these uh, headlines here. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's one for you on the gateway pundit child sex offender who served 40 years in prison is sentenced to an additional 25 to 50 more years for attempting sexual assault on an officer posing as a child. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh at that, but you haven't learned after 40 years of being in the clink that you are going to try to do it again. Are you a flipping retard? I mean, you really have to have some sort of sick mental disease to think that this is acceptable for one. And number two, to think you're not going to get caught after serving 40 years. You freaking kidding me, Private Pile? Get the heck out of here. Wow. Wow. I'm so glad it wasn't a real child and it was an officer. Great. That's good. We need more of it. Uh, let's see. Oh, ooh. well, speaking of fake President Biden now, now, Joe, Joey, Joe boy, Biden. What have we here? Joe Biden caught sneaking indicted son Hunter into White House on Marine One. Now, was he sneaking his indicted son Hunter in White House on Marine One? Or was it the military legitimately bringing him in for maybe, oh, I don't know, a tribunal by the actual Marines? Because it's been said that there are tribunals occurring in the White House, as well as in Gitmo, of course. And I believe one other location. I forgot what the other location is. Um, kind of like a second kind of type of Gitmo, if you will. But, yeah, uh, I find that very interesting. Come on, Joe Biden did not freaking sneak his indicted son. I mean, come on, really? I mean, we live in wackadoodle world, people. <laughs> we really live in wackadoodle world. What the hell is going on? All right, what else we got here in the headlines? Um, let's see here. Biden's age is starting to cause tension within his own team. Well, I, no kidding. Uh, what is this? Celine Dion's sister gives sad update on Singer's condition. She doesn't have control over her muscles. I wonder if it's because of the adrenochrome shortage that uh, that the stars in Hollywood have. 
or don't have, I should say. I wonder if that's the reason why a lot of these pop stars and a lot of these movie stars and these people who are out in the public purview uh, who've made millions upon millions upon millions off of, you know, the consuming public, you know, sleepy, oh, please entertain me, uh, general public. Um, these people don't have their adrenochrome anymore. Why? Because guess what? They're not only rescuing the children, but their access has been cut off. So now all these people are starting to die because they don't have their little miraculous drug that keeps them looking youthful and young and keeps them alive. They're all dying. Well, Jason, you don't really know that for sure. You don't know that. That's a that's a terrible accusation to say about Celine Dion. Is it, considering all that we know about everybody else in Hollywood and in the music industry? Give me a freaking break. Get your head out of a rock and start doing some research. You don't find it a little peculiar and odd that all these people that are big stars, quote unquote, are, are suddenly dying and looking like garbage and looking like they've aged like 40 years in a matter of a few months? Nobody raises red flags or asks questions about that. Come on. All right. What else we got here? Um, let's see. I'm just kind of going through a few more headlines to see what else I can find. If there's anything. Prominent transgender activist Kendall Stevens arrested after raping two minors in Philadelphia. Yet. Yeah, Toss a freaking millstone around that little tranny and toss it in the deepest sea. You sick freak. What else we got here? Let Man, I swear, you <laughs> you better freaking pray for mercy because I tell you what, I'd hate to see what God's going to do to you for doing that to freaking minors. Uh, uh. Uh, what else do we have here? Ron DeSantis takes a swipe at Trump and MAGA on MSNBC. Says Trump could have pardoned all J6ers and calls MAGA his people. Uh, yeah, Ron DeSantis, um, shut the hell up. Uh, never really liked him. I, I don't know what the big fuss is about DeSantis. I've never cared for DeSantis, quite frankly. Um, don't care what your stance is on him. I think he's a, he's one of them, quite frankly. That's just my opinion though. And I'm sticking to that. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh, I think that's about it. I don't think there's really much else. I don't see anything else. Massive volcano erupts in Iceland after weeks of earthquakes. That's pretty interesting. Uh, let's see here. Armageddon. Massive thousands of illegal aliens wait to be processed at Eagle Pass like nothing you've ever seen before. Oh, joy. Yeah, you know, folks, I don't know really what's going on, but there's a lot of crap happening. Now, whether if it's actually crap really happening or just distractions and smoke and mirrors, I don't know because I'm not at the ground level of any of these headlines to really confirm nor deny any of this stuff, nor would I really honestly want to. But um, a lot of craziness going on nonetheless. I mean, you have to admit there is a lot of craziness going on. There is a lot of craziness going on. So, okay. Um one last audio piece I want to play before we get into Matthew chapter 11. Listen to this. This this is uh, this is some crap right here. Uh, makes you really think that this is probably just as rigged like everything else, like sports. Um, listen to this regarding the lottery. And, of course, I'm not that naive. I always figured the lottery, like the Powerball and Mega Millions, was always rigged. But listen to this. Two winning tickets were sold for the 400 million dollar mega millions drawing the other day you want to take a guess where they both were california not only were they both in california they were both from the same gas station in encino california what 
They're making it too obvious at this point. If you don't understand that there is something going on between the California state government and these lottery national lottery games, I don't know what to tell you. Two lottery tickets. How much were they? They split a $395 million jackpot. So huh. was it a they, glitch? I mean, clearly, yeah. They they they're flying too close to the sun. That is damning evidence. Yeah. They both had it only been one, both of the guys would have won $395 million. They both matched all five numbers. And how many different outlets sell Mega Millions tickets like coast to coast? I mean, who could even venture a guess? Hundreds of thousands, hundred thousand? Easy. And so the same two hit? Correct. The same two all five numbers, two tickets, same gas station. The odds of that are so astronomical, I don't know that you could come up with a number. There's got to be an explanation for this, right? Yeah, it's that they're cheating and they f***ed up. <laughs> That's the, the, the simplest explanation is usually the correct one. Yeah, that's about it. That's very, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta admit. I mean, look, th th for anybody to think that this lottery system hasn't been gaming us, you know, and rigging the system. I mean, again, you have to be. Hold on, say, I'm, I'm reading something. Waiting on order. Uh, okay, never mind. Sorry, I was just reading a text from my wife. But anyways, but yeah, you know, just like sports, okay? And I hate the burster bubble for anybody who is, you know, madly in love with NFL and Major League Baseball and the NBA and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, newsflash, it's all rigged, always has been rigged. Uh, winners are picked, losers are picked. Uh, it's just kind of the fact of life, okay? Um, just like the lottery, Okay, it's all designed to make a ton of money. Okay, it's all designed to make a ton of money and not to really benefit you. Only the people that get the benefit are the ones who are in the inside circle. They're in the club. They're in the club, folks. So anyways, but yeah, you know. I think more and more of this stuff is starting to come out and we're going to discover more and more as the year 2024 comes about. And, you know, quite frankly, I'd be really, really interested in finding out who are the top 100 on Epstein's crazy pedophile creeper list. So, all right. So Matthew chapter 11, verse one out of the new King James version Bible, um, about 30 verses here. So let's get to reading, shall we? And then we'll get into the missing 13th amendment. Now it, uh, excuse me, now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in all the cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, 
Among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to ear, let him hear. But to what shall I like in this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to their companions and saying, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourned to you, and you did not lament. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man come eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by her children. Then he began to rebuke the cities in which the most of his mighty works had been done, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you have been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre, Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son will wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that is the reading of Matthew chapter 11, verses 1 through 30. So this passage from Matthew touches on several key messages that offer valuable lessons for our lives. Now, first, it emphasizes the importance of faith and belief. See, even John the Baptist, who proclaimed Jesus' coming, sought reassurance in times of doubt. And Jesus responded, not with words, but by showcasing the transformative power of his deeds, inviting us to believe not just with our minds, but through experiences that affirm our faith. Now, why is this important? This is crucial because it highlights a fundamental aspect of faith. It isn't solely about intellectual assent or abstract belief, and faith comes more profound and meaningful when it's rooted in tangible experiences and encounters. And Jesus' response to John's disciples demonstrates that faith is nurtured and strengthened not just by words, but by witnessing the tangible impact of belief in action. So, by experiencing these transformative deeds, it reinforced the conviction in what one would have believed. Now, it also deepens the understanding that faith isn't just a theoretical concept by a living reality. See, when we witness the power of faith through actions, it solidifies our own beliefs and helps us grasp the depth of its influence in our lives. But in addition to all this, this, exper this, this experiential aspect of faith also offers a more relatable 
intangible foundation for belief because it enables individuals con to connect with their faith on more of a personal level, making it uh, more relevant and impactful in their daily lives. So with that faith, when it's supported by real encounters and experiences, it almost becomes kind of like a guiding force for people, right? Shaping their perspective and their actions in a very profound way. And what it also does is it sheds light on societal judgments because both John and Jesus face much criticism, much criticism. In John, for his aesthetic lifestyle, and Jesus for being inclusive in his company, this teaches us not to judge hastily, but to embrace diversity and understand that wisdom is found in diverse expressions of life and belief. Moreover, Jesus' rebuke of the city of the cities also underscores the significance of repentance and consequences of ignoring opportunities for change. See, it emphasizes the need for reflection and action and teaches us the value of humility and the necessity of acknowledging our own, you know, our, our mistakes to grow. And so this passage ends up with an invitation, an invitation to find rest in Jesus, right? And this extends beyond physical exhaustion to the burdens that we carry in life, but it's also an assurance of peace and solace when we choose to learn from him and embrace his teachings. And so overall, in essence, this whole passage invites us to deepen our faith, embrace diversity without judgment, practice humility, repent when necessary, and find rest in the teachings of Jesus amidst life's challenges, because these lessons resonate universally, universally offering guidance for personal growth and communal understanding. That's right. Now. What we are going to do, this is uh, where I typically take a, a break and we get into, um, I'll play, you know, typically play music. Um, but what I'm going to do is we're not going to do a little break. Um, I feel like I can kind of, you know, strong arm through this a little bit because, like I said, I got a, a busy evening this evening, which is why I'm doing a recording. So here we go with the missing 17, uh, 13th Amendment, 17. <laughs> see, can, can you imagine? Can you see that I got 17 on the mind? The missing 13th Amendment, again, uh, completing the reading of the Millennium Report. The missing 13th Amendment, no lawyers allowed in public office. So, insult to injury. That's where we left off yesterday. So, this is what it continues to say. It says, apparently persuaded by Dodge's various arguments and proofs that the missing 13th Amendment had satisfied the constitutional requirements for ratification, Mr. Hartgrove wrote back that Virginia had nevertheless failed to satisfy the bureaucracy's procedural uh, requirements for ratification. Under current legal provisions, the archivist of the United States is empowered to certify that he has in his custody the correct number of state certificates of ratification of a proposed constitutional amendment to constitute its ratification by the United States of America as a whole. Now, in the 19th century, that function was performed by the Secretary of State. Now, clearly, the Secretary of State never received a certificate of ratification of the title of nobility amendment from the Commonwealth of Virginia, which is why that amendment failed to become the 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution. Now, this is what um, uh, Mr. Hartgrove said, and that was all in quotes. Uh, now, this is an extraordinary omission because Mr. Hartgrove in implicitly concedes that the 13th Amendment was ratified by Virginia and satisfied the Constitution's ratification requirements. However, 
Hartgrove then insisted that the ratification was nevertheless justly denied because the Secretary of State was not properly notified with a certificate of ratification. So in other words, the government's last best argument that the 13th Amendment was not ratified boils down to this. Though the amendment satisfied constitutional requirements for ratification, it is nonetheless missing from our Constitution simply because a single official sheet of paper is missing in Washington. Well, go figure. And Mr. Hartgrove implies that despite the fact that the three quarters of the states in the union voted to ratify an amendment, the will of the legislators and the people of this nation should be denied because somebody screwed up and lost a single certificate of ratification. This quote unquote certificate may be missing because either Virginia failed to file a proper notice or the notice was lost in the mail. Or the notice was lost, unrecorded, misplaced, or intentionally destroyed by some bureaucrat in Washington, D.C. I vote for that one. I think that's what happened, honestly, because that's the way they roll. And if they're going to take this country over from within, they have to destroy any type of mechanisms or tools that would prevent them from doing such. Why? Because they're leachy, scumbag pieces of garbage, attorneys and lawyers. Now, this final excuse insults every American's political rights, but Mr. Hartgrove nevertheless offers a glimmer of hope. Now, if the National Archives received a certificate of ratification of the title of nobility amendment from the Commonwealth of Virginia, then we would inform Congress and await further developments. So in other words, the issue of whether the 13th Amendment was ratified and is or is not a legitimate amendment to the Constitution is not merely a historical curiosity. The ratification issue is still alive today. But most importantly, Hartgrove implies that only one, uh, that the only remaining argument against the 13th Amendment ratification is a procedural error uh, involving the absence of the certification of ratification. So Dodge encountered Hartgrove's procedure arguments by citing some of the ratification procedures recorded for other states when the 13th Amendment was being considered. See, he notes that according to the Journal of the House of Representatives, the 11th Congress, second session at page 241, a letter, not a certificate of ratification, but from a letter from the governor of Ohio announcing Ohio's ratification was submitted not to the Secretary of State, but rather the House of Representatives, where it was read in order to lie on the table. Now, likewise, the Kentucky ratification was also returned to the House, while Maryland's earlier uh, ratification is not listed as having been returned to Congress. Now, the House Journal implies that since Ohio and Kentucky were not required to noti notify the Secretary of State of their ratification decisions, there was likewise no requirement that Virginia filed a certificate of ratification with the Secretary of State. Again, despite arguments of to the contrary, it appears that the missing amendment was constitutionally ratified and should not be denied because of some possible procedural error uh, within the state. Come on. Now, each of Senator Mitchell and Mr. Hartgrove's arguments against ratification have been overcome or badly weakened, but still some of the evidence supporting ratification is inferential and some of the conclusions are not, are only implied, but it's no wonder that there's such an austere sprinkling of hard evidence surrounding the 13th amendment. See, according to the Gazette on May 10th, 1991, the Library of Congress has 349,402 uncatalogued rare books and 13.9 million uncatalogued rare manuscripts. That's a lot of books and manuscripts. 
And the evidence of ratification seems tantalizingly close, but remains buried in those masses of uncatalogued documents waiting to be found. It will take some luck and some volunteers to uncover the final proof, but we have an amendment that looks like a duck, walks like a duck, and quacks like a duck, but because we have been unable to find the eggshell from which it was hatched in 1819, Senator Mitchell and Mr. Harkrove insist that we can't quite absolutely prove it's a duck, and therefore the government is under no obligation to concede it's a duck. Well, maybe so, but if we can't prove it's a duck, then they can't prove it's not. That's right. And if the proof of ratification is not quite conclusive, then the evidence against ratification is almost non-existent, largely a function of the government's refusal to acknowledge the proof. And we are left in the peculiar position of boys facing bullies in the schoolyard. Now, we show them proof that they you know, should, again, include the missing 13th Amendment on the Constitution, and then they sneer and jeer and taunt us with cries of make us. Well, perhaps we will. Perhaps we shall. It's worth noting that Rick Donaldson, another researcher, uncovered certified copies of the 1865 and 1867 editions of the Colorado Civil Codes, which also contain the missing amendment. Now, although these editions were stored in the Colorado State Archive, their existence was previously uncatalogued and unknown to the Colorado archivist. Now, this raises a fantastic possibility. Now, if there's insufficient evidence that Virginia did ratify in 1819, then there is no evidence that Virginia did not. Therefore, since there was no time spe uh, specified when the amendment was proposed, and since the government clearly believed only Virginia's vote remained to be counted in the ratification issue, then the current state legislature of Virginia could theoretically vote to ratify the amendment and send the necessary certificates to Washington and thereby add the amendment to the Constitution. Was it ratified? There's a lot of evidence that it was. Could all the following publications have been in error? The following states and or territories have published the Titles of Nobility Amendment in their official publications as ratified amendment to the Constitution of the United States. And they are as follows. Here we go. Colorado. They had publications in 1861, 62, 64, 65, 66, 67, and 68. Connecticut, 1821, 24, uh, 35, 39. Uh, Dakota with a question mark, 1868, 1863, 1867. But basically, I'm not going to go through all these states or, well, at least the dates, but you know, Florida had three different publications. Georgia had four. Illinois had one, two, three, four, five, um, six. Uh, Indiana had three. Iowa had three. Kansas had four. Kentucky had one. Louisiana had three, two separate publications. Maine had two. Massachusetts had one. Michigan had two. Uh, Mississippi had three. Missouri had uh, five. Nebraska, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. North Carolina had two. Northwest Territory, one. Ohio, one, two, three, six. Pennsylvania had three. And Rhode Island had one. Virginia had one. Wyoming had two. Totals to 24 states and 78 separate official government publications. Note, the Pimsler, the Pimsler, note, Pimsler's A Checklist of Legal Publications does not list many of the above volumes. Now, the volume was published twice in 1845, and the first published the Titles of Nobility Amendment. The second was published right after Congress set the requirements for Missouri admission as the state or as a state. And the Title of Nobility's Amendment was replaced with the notation that this amendment was printed in error in 1835. 
Then there was additional publications, The History of the World, Samuel Maunder, uh, Harper, New York, um, back in 1850. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff. Benjamin Oliver, Council at Law in Boston, um, Laws of the United States of America, uh, The American Politician. There's a publication there, The Constitution of the United States. You know, there's so many right here. I mean, there's so many different publications. And the laws of the United States was published by John Duane. It's a little note. And without a doubt, Duane was aware of Virginia's plan to ratify this amendment, which targeted, amongst other things, the emolument of banking and the agents of the foreign banking interests of the attorneys. And so currency manipulation led to the failure of numerous banks and in turn to many a personal bankruptcy, including that of Thomas Jefferson. The allegiance of attorneys has always been with the money state whether Pharaoh, Caesar, monarchs, or corporate monopoly. And that is exactly what we are still kind of dealing with, is a corporate freaking monopoly. This gets exhausting, folks, reading this, but, you know, people need to hear it. And to confer a title of nobility is to nominate to an order of persons to whom privileges are granted at the expense of the rest of the people. It is not necessarily hereditary, and the objection to it rises more than you know more from the privileges supposed to be attached than to the otherwise empty title or order. And these components are forbidden separately in the terms privilege, honor, and emoluments as they are collectively in the term title of nobility. Bouvier's Law Dictionary, 15th edition, volume 1 in 1885, lists the due process amendment as 5 and 15. Now, 15 was renumbered to 14 on page 571, and the prohibition of titles of nobility stops the claim of eminent domain through fictions of law. Eminent domain is the legal euphemism for expropriation and the unreasonable seizure given sanctioned by the targets of this amendment. Now, the debate goes on and the mystery continues to unfold, but the answer lies buried in the archives. Now, if you are close to the state archive or large, any large library anywhere in the USA, please read, you know, search for editions of the United States Constitution printed between 1819 and 1870, uh, 1819 and 1870. Not 17, 7D, 7-0. And he says right here, if, if you will, please check your state's archives and libraries to review any copies of the Constitution printed prior to the Civil War or any books containing prints of the Constitution before 1870. And if you locate anything related to the project, we would appreciate hearing from you so we may properly fulfill this effort of research. If you find more evidence of the missing 13th Amendment, please contact David Dodge, P.O. Box 985. Now, I don't know if this is still going on because this could be an old P.O. Box, but uh, P.O. Box 8985, Taos, New Mexico, 87571. So, uh, and again, this uh, was edited and hand-coded in HTML. Let's see, July 4th of uh, 2002. So, yeah, I don't know. He might still have that. you might still have that P.O. box. I don't know. But anyways, that is the conclusion. You know, that's the concluding reading of um, the Millennium Report, the missing 13th Amendment. No lawyers allowed in public office. So that will conclude our part five series uh, of the reading of the 13th Amendment. So hopefully you guys gathered um, a lot from that. So 
Um, I don't think I really have anything else that I was going to play. I didn't have really any audios queued up because, like I said, I got a little bit of a busy evening. But I do want to let you all know, okay, I think this is important you all should know. I already made mention of this once before, but kind of in passing, I didn't really go into much detail. But I'm thinking, well, really, honestly, starting before New Year's, because I'm not, you know, I'm not one of those. You know what I say? I say screw New Year's. I'm not uh, I'm not doing that New Year's resolution thing. I am doing this for me and I'm starting it now. Um, I kind of started it already like a month ago and was kind of like was doing really good. And then um, as far as you know, watching what I was eating, right. Avoiding sugar. And so far by and large, I've been actually doing pretty good, but not as good as I need to be. Right. Um, I was losing some weight, gained a few belt loops. Um, uh, but, uh, I really need to go full bore now. All right. So I am going to, uh, stop with the consumption of, um, uh, my hard ciders because I don't really care to drink beer or liquor, but uh, I do like to, you know, consume a little bit of uh, Blake's hard cider. But I'm done with that. Done with wine. Uh, we're going to be done with alcohol. OK, um, because nothing really good comes of that. That I got some future episodes that I wanted to actually touch on that. Um, there's a guy that I listened to on YouTube, Bedros Cooley, and he re- actually really makes a good case about why he stopped drinking alcohol. Um, but come January 2nd, this is what I'm going to be doing. OK, um, I got basically a special work assignment that I'm going to be uh, doing. So I'm not going to have full access to my studio. So what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to be taking those next 30 days. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be back on the air officially. I would say no later than February 2nd. Okay. No later than February 2nd. Um, maybe February 3rd, but, and that'll approach roughly about two years that I've been on the air. But uh, the whole month of January, while I'm on this special work assignment, I've decided um, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to take any studio equipment with me. I'm just going to leave it all, you know, assembled. I'm just, I'm going to take that time and I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing basically a technology hiatus. Now, obviously I'm going to have my phone, um, but I, I kind of want to, I'm going to be doing that 72 hour fast. I'm going to do it at least once. Um, I don't know about twice, but I'm going to do it at least once a 72 to 86 hour fast. Um, I'm going to be doing that. I'm not taking my computer at all. Not even just to, you know, browse the internet. All I'm going to have is my phone for, you know, just cause every, you know, gotta have my phone. Um, I hate to say it, but you know, it is kind of attached to the hip to, you know, an unfortunate degree. Um, but yeah, I am basically going to take a 30 day sabbatical away from all technology. I'm going to bring my journal. I'm going to bring my, uh, my, uh, law of nations book, assuming it comes in, um, between now and then, um, I'm going to take my law of nations book. I'm gonna bring my journal and bring my Bible. And all I'm going to be doing is reading journaling. I'm going to be exercising. I'm going to do my 72 to 86 hour fast. And, um, basically I'm just going to just kind of, it's going to be like my own personal men's retreat, but by myself. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, uh, I'm really excited for that, but I'm already starting it now. Uh, I'm not waiting till after the new year because you know, I'm just that all that's going to do is just give me a reason to drink and eat a bunch of crap, right. And binge eat and drink on all this crap, making it that much more effort that I have to put forward to lose that weight and to regulate my body and to become healthier internally and externally. You, you see what I'm saying? So anyways, um, 
there will be no podcast throughout the month of January. Now, I may do a couple of YouTube drops, okay, giving my update. Okay, I might do something of that nature. It's not, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it because, again, the whole purpose of, you know, having a sabbatical is completely just stepping away from it. Um, but I might do a couple of those possibly. Okay. But overall, I don't want to look at news headlines. I'm going to take this as time for myself for a month. I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to get in better shape. We're going to get healthier. I'm going to document everything I'm doing, and then I'm going to come back and, uh, you know, share with what I went through. So anyway, but that, I just wanted to let you all know. So you're, you know, you got a fair warning. Okay. But what I would encourage you to do during that whole month of January is go to the, his hardline website and go listen to some of the replays of the relevant shows that are related to the assembly, like the contempt of the constitution or the real, you know, American flag, right? The U.S. civil peace flag. Um, just listen to some of those shows. I have them laid out right there on the website. So it's really easy for you to go find. All right. So I encourage you to go listen to some of those shows. All right. So anyways, but uh, without further ado, let's, uh, let's do a prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to say in times when we feel uncertain, or doubt begins to cloud our hearts, grant us the wisdom to seek reassurance beyond words. Help us witness your transformative power through the tangible actions and deeds around us, strengthening our collective faith in ways that resonate deeply within our hearts. And for those among us whose whose silent prayers echo within, unheard by others, we just ask that you grant them solace and peace and assurance through your divine presence and may your grace answer their deepest needs in ways that go beyond human comprehension may our faith not remain distant or abstract but be rooted in the living reality of your guidance and love and help us seek experience and live our faith in ways that deepen our collective understanding and illuminate our shared path And in your boundless mercy, hear our prayers and guide us toward the fulfillment of our deepest yearnings. And we pray all of these things in your Holy Son's name, Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. So I hope you have a good day, good night, wherever you're at in the world. And uh, I just pray that everybody's doing well. So keep your eyes up. Keep your ears open. Okay. Don't fall for anything. Don't trust easily. Always confirm. Trust but confirm, right? Trust but verify, as they say. And uh, just remember, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That you can read in Romans 10, 13. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, ladies and gentlemen. We are firm. We are steadfast. And we are uncompromising. The enemy... Remember, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, ladies and gentlemen. We are firm. We are steadfast.